Steve, we were just discussing this. I think I think I have a pretty clear answer on this. But if there was one restaurant that you can bring back from the state college area, which one are you picking? Oh, that's good. I'm gonna bring back one that's older than you probably. And I was only there once. And I I'm and some state college person can correct me in the name. I think it's called the Parkway Tavern. And it was okay. on Atherton Street where the closest sheets was right like it's across the corner there's a bank there now mm-hmm. i went there they had like a it was like a ranch style place with like a one step up to the next floor they had good pizza i went there after an iowa penn state wrestling match the only time i was there but i had a good reputation so that's what i would bring back uh, yours is my, mine's fraser street deli that's without a question oh that's right yep. i love that place that is that is my i'm just curious all right bye um as you can tell, we have a lot to talk about today on the podcast. Uh, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. Steve, um, it's our Super Bowl pregame show. We will we will chat this week and probably next week. Um, uh, but there's other stuff we got to talk about. We're going to talk about Penn State hoops, um, and then there's some there's a pretty big sports media story out there this week. Uh, we'll talk about that. Steve's got some thoughts about the Pro Bowl um, and. Um, then we'll get into all the Super Bowl stuff. Um, let me ask you this first, though. How much of the uh Grammys did you watch? None, uh, yeah, none. I think I watched the opening like three seconds and the salt was on. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. It's not my show, so no, I did not watch it. Okay, how much did you I, watch? Zero, none, zilch. Okay, um, so yeah, no, we're good. I, I don't know, just I, I think I'm done with the word shows. I think. I think that's my my hot take. Like I'm done with the award shows. Apparently, Ben Affleck is too, and he was there. I missed that. I uh, see. That's oh, how yeah. much. It, that's how I, little I paid attention. I stumbled onto it late, but there was a video going around, or videos going around of him, him looking like bored guy at, at a party with his wife dancing during some live music section, and he just looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but there. You got to know cameras exist, right? Like I just I don't understand. Fake it. You're an actor. <laughs> But you're an you're like a movie actor and not a TV actor. And I feel like the TV people and like the music people are, are better trained at that than maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe nobody's telling him that there's no clapboard and he's not doesn't know that yeah. to smile. I just no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um two two events happened on Sunday. The first event, Penn State basketball, had probably its most important game of the year to date. And uh Pulled a Penn State basketball. I think that's the best way to describe <laughs> it. Um, you know. Um, See, and people say there's no tradition, but there it was ah, on, on full no display. Tradition, but there is a tradition. Um, here's my question um, for you. I know this game wasn't at the BJC. I don't believe it was at the BJC. Um, but is the BJC cursed? Like, is that what causes Penn State basketball? Is like, is that why? I was sitting here thinking earlier about March Madness. And I was thinking about how, like, it would be cool if Penn State made the tournament, but they're not going to probably make the tournament, and they're going to go to the NIT. And it's like, just do you think Penn State's ever going to get over that hump, the the current hump that they're on? Well, this is year two for him, right? So he's ahead of, ahead of tradition in terms of that way, in terms of being relevant and good. I mean, realistically, right? We always know it takes three or four for the, you know, with the transfer portal now and everything else, and. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm hopeful that they do, but 
I don't know. Like, I, I think that the storyline was always that they don't want to invest in the program, but with, there's already been a story out there this year that they're going to do what they can to match Shrewsbury's contract if someone else comes shopping or looking. So I, I think all the pieces are in place for them to do that. I don't think it's the center. I think it's the, it's, it's the players. I think they, you know, shooting doesn't travel. It just, sometimes it doesn't always, and you got to have some slashers to get over that and some bangers and a little bit of work ethic. And I think that's been this team's MO is that they kind of turn it off. I think that's kind of been my biggest take on the season is things work well when they work well. And when they don't work well, they do not work well. And I know that's a vague generality, but you can really see that they're really relying on, you know, two and a half guys, Pickett, um, Pickett, Funk, and Lundy. And then if one of those guys is off or is not themselves, then it's going to be a long night. And I think we saw, you know, certainly against Purdue and some of the other other bigger teams in the Big Ten, them not having much size is showing up, which is one of the reasons why they have to shoot the three. But you got to make the three to shoot when you shoot the three all the time. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, some nights when things are on and working, they're fine. And I think that's why they're uh, at what fourteen and fourteen wins this season. And you sat down and did the math earlier today and said that you think. They can still win 20 games. I'm probably giving them credit for like a road game or two that they shouldn't win, but one of them's at Minnesota, yeah. which is awful, right? Yeah. I mean, it feels like they could probably still win 20 games. I I feel, you know, the story used to be used to feel for me from the outside that the media wanted victories more than 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 the the administration did. It feels to me this year that that the coach wants it more than some of the players do sometimes. Like I, Shrewsbury was really working on the sideline. And at this late in the season, it felt like he shouldn't have to be telling people where to be on offensive sets and who to hold up and when to cut and and doing so much hand. I, that just perplexed me a little bit. But the, athletically, they're they're not they're not bad. They're just when they don't hit shots, it's it's a bad thing, and that's true for anybody. But they don't have a way to make up for that. That they are hitting shots, and if they're not, it's not as you said. I think the other thing that has been different is. Yeah, no, I like that's a really good point. Like, I think the other thing that's been different this year is there's a different vibe. Like, I think that, and we've talked about this before in a bit ad nauseum at this point, but when they lost, I forget what game it was, and he, he, Shrewsbury called the team soft. Pat Chambers would have never done that, at least publicly. I'm sure maybe privately he, he, he probably would have done that. And to me, that, is kind of the point that shows the point of growth of the program and shows why they're investing and why they want to keep, you know, up with the arms race of college basketball, different arms race than college football for sure. But I have to think, I have to think that, you know, a lot of schools like a Georgetown, a Notre Dame, you know, some of these jobs that are open are going to be open, likely open you you have to look at Shrewsbury and think if he can do that with that roster what can he do with this roster right. you know um or you know this program that actually you know Notre Dame maybe not a tier 1 basketball program but a tier 2 basketball program for sure and Georgetown Georgetown's always fascinating to me living in this area because like there's a lot of people that care about Georgetown basketball in the same way. There's a lot of people that care about Villanova basketball in central PA. And yet like 
some of that I think harkens back to reliving glory days outside of. Yeah, Georgetown feels like it would be a heavy lift right now for yeah. for anybody. Shrewsbury's thing, I, th I guess it was after the game, or maybe it was today. I it was on the the news, the the local news tonight was, hey hey guys, I'm I'm going to be here next year. <laughs> some of you aren't, so maybe you should play with some urgency. It was yeah. basically the message. I'm I'm a big fan of that. Like I'm a big fan of. He's especially now in the honest. nil world holding people's feet to the fire yeah no he's a hundred percent brutally honest and i've noticed it's it's it is and i think maybe that's the brad stevens in him like i think that's where he gets that from is he's brutally honest to a point that surprises you as a college college sports coach like and, and to me i that's why i like him i think he i think he also kind of came in and that was what we got from day one in that introductory press conference. Like, and so I think, I don't know. I'd hate to see him go. I also think things are a lot different now. And I think Pat Kraft knows that what football can do when you have a, a, a good football team. And I think he's already got that pretty well figured out, but I think he also knows that, yeah, if you've got a half decent above half decent basketball team, you can even make a bigger, you know, wallet which apparently keeps growing according to some of the numbers that yeah yeah that are no. out there yeah i mean I, I i hope it it'd be nice if they got hot and played really well at the end of the season and, and played their way into the tournament like i i i think the most frustrating thing about college basketball season is if if they get to 19 wins or something like that and they got to go to the tournament and the conference tournament and if they win two games oh then they're going to make it in i think that's the biggest i think the conference tournament in to the NCAA tournament is is the weakest thing in, in college basketball. You've had a whole season to make your resume. Now you're seeing its teams for the third or fourth time. Like, I don't know. It just seems like much ado about nothing. I'd like them to make it clear rather than, I don't know, bubble their way in and back backtrack their way in. We had this conversation, like, I want to say around the, the time of the Wisconsin loss, I think. And maybe even the, yeah, I think it was the Wisconsin loss. And everyone just hit the panic button all at once collectively on Penn State basketball season. And I, I don't know. I feel like with it, more so than any other tournament or any other, because it's, it's committee, I really feel like this is a recency bias thing. Like as long as you can turn some things around and they go to, let's see. So they've got... Off the top of my head, I think they could get to 20. I don't think it's impossible. I think they might need a little bit of help against maybe a Maryland and a, a Rutgers, but I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, when the Rutgers game's at home, because they've already been there. Mm -hmm. Maryland, Maryland, they've got both. they got Maryland both home and away yet on the schedule remaining, I think. Um, so, yeah, like I, I think it's possible. And, and when they play well, they, they're fun to watch. They're good. I think that's the frustrating part. And, you know, it's frustrating for the fans. Like I imagine, can't imagine how frustrating it is for the coaches to see what you think you're seeing one day and then it's not the same thing the next day. Yeah. All right. Anything else there? Nope. Cool. Um, moving on. Sports media news this week. Um, big news. Tom Brady retired, uh, sitting on a beach. First question is to you, Steve, are you the bidder on the piece of sand, the, the particles of sand on eBay for $9,000? Are they for $1, sale? $1. Yeah. Haven't you seen this? No, no, I missed it. Oh, okay. So somebody 
that day went and took a took a mason jar and put sand in it and then they sold it on or sell, are selling it on ebay and it's up to like ninety one thousand dollars right now wow um, that, that's very industrious good for them yeah um so anyways related to that that means that tom brady is now relatively on the clock for his fox broadcasting career which he said today on Colin Cowherd's show, I believe that it's going to start in 2024. He's going to take the year off uh, for 2023. I wonder if there's not more to that that we don't know in terms of Greg Olson. That was my first initial thought. Is there something here that, like, is Fox, like, does somebody have a contract up that we don't know about that Greg Olson would slide to that slot and... I don't yeah. think that's a bad slot. I, I I would be. I don't think it's a bad thought. Um, I think there's also part of me thinks there's a little bit of entitlement there. Well, you told me when I retire, I'm Tom Brady. You want me really badly. I'm going to take a year. I'm going to take my gap year, do something with my kids. But you know, they all say that, and I and, and by by they, I mean every former athlete there is. You know, when I worked with the Pirates, not long, I did an internship with them and Andy Vance, like, retired a few years later to be with his friends and his family and his children and blah, 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 blah. And then he took the first gig he could for TV, right, and was gone every week. Like, I just, Brady may be different that way because he's got the ability not to, and I guess they all do. But I find it hard to believe he's not going to do, he may not do games. I think he'll do something. I think they'll have him somewhere i would just be shocked if he doesn't do a segment once every few weeks or they try to do something with him if not more more power to him and i respect it but yeah it, it just feels like that's not what fox signed up for right like fox didn't say hey when you retire and when you feel like it will take you like i don't yeah I don't that think. was kind of surprising to me given that two things number one I saw a stat today that he made like $330 million in his NFL career, like his con from just contracts, not endorsements, just contracts. And the Fox deal for 10 years is basically the same, if not even maybe just like $5 million more. My kind of thoughts are like, well, he's already got all this other income coming in. Well, minus the FTX thing, he's probably going to get screwed on that. Well, he probably deserves to be screwed on that. Let me rephrase that. Um, <laughs> but he's got all that, like, what's $3 million more when you already have probably $500 million? And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, yeah, he I may, $500 million, I'm, we're done. I'm good. I mean, he may find out he doesn't want to do it maybe I, I don't know I, I I saw some stuff from Ols Greg Olson on, on the athletic by Richard Deitch who did who did good who did good stuff with it and Olson talked repeatedly about his work ethic and preparation and as I read that I was nodding my head saying that's why he's sounded so good and that's why Tony Romo sounds so bad right like Greg Olson is working at this it's his job he's he's really committed to it Tony Romo he feels like he's an entertainer in it and it thinks he can just freelance it at least that's what it sounds like in my living room um and, and i it'll be interesting to see where brady falls on that continuum if he, if he takes a jig takes the gig i mean that's not that's what it sounds like that's what it is i think with i think the the thought process for someone like a tony romo is oh i can just show up to the game and talk talk about football like it 
you talk to anybody, you talk to any any level of sports announcer, whether it is Jim Nance and Tony Romo or, you know, College of Com kid doing women's soccer on a, a freezing Friday night in October, <laughs> they they do prep work. They go read the website. They go maybe watch a recent game or two. They go look at all the stats. They print all that out on a giant piece of paper. And then they maybe ask, go show up to practice a couple times that week and, and ask some questions and things like that. And if you want to have a good broadcast, that's what you need. And again, if I had $330 million or $500 million or whatever Tom Brady's net worth is, because it's probably in the hundreds of millions, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on a boat or on beach um, or wherever Tom Brady wants to do his weird uh, herbal supplements and and have fun there. Yeah, it just seems like if you're going to do it and do it well, it takes a lot of work. It's as much, it's almost as much work as when you were playing, right? Because you got to be in the city a day or two before, at least, to do the team meeting, home team meeting two days before, visiting team meeting day before, game. Maybe you got the private plane. Well, you probably got the private plane. So maybe it's three days. Maybe you get three days, you're gone. But then you've got to put some time in it. And, the, and then the other thing for me is, even if you do only that, what makes Tony Romo so bad, and I'm sorry, I know we didn't start off talking about him, is he's got right. his own statistician, the network's got a statistician, they've got support, and they still sound ill-prepared. This is going to become our new podcast drinking game that every time you say how many times do I bitch about Tony Romo has... ill prepared because yep. he's got all of these people behind him. We all we all drink. It is amazing um, though. No, I think I think the thing that and I haven't read that that story. Thank you for the reminder on to read that story. But I my kind of thought process is, and, and maybe this is just growing up in Central PA. I could be fired tomorrow. Like, and I know it doesn't quite work like that with hundreds of million dollar contracts but like that's the way greg olson seems to be approaching it is i could be fired from this job tomorrow um yep. there's a million other people quite literally that want this job like i'm gonna bust my butt and and make the most of it and tony romo yeah i'm gonna go golf I, I don't know if that's what he's doing but that's what it seems like he's doing um so yeah, and it would it would be interesting to see where brady falls on that what he sounds like and what he does but, you know, it's like anything else. If you say you're going to do it and then you don't when you first have the chance, do you really want to do it? Yeah. Well, the only thing that I was thinking about is like, and this is kind of gets into like, I'm sure Tom Brady like thinks he's going to be good at it because he probably thinks he's good at everything. But I wonder, I just, I worry about his like, you ever talk to somebody really smart and they try to tell you what they do and they're like a rocket scientist or an engineer. And you're like, you can't explain this to me in like my terms. Like you're only using your terms. I wonder if Tom Brady, obviously it's football. Obviously we all know a little bit about football if we're tuning into football, but I don't think Tom Brady's going to help assist younger fans understand the game more. I think he's going to talk at that expert level that he's at. And that worries me with him. Well, maybe Kevin Burkhart can put him in a position. That I've listened a couple nights this season. I guess I was driving on Monday nights to the serious show with Jim Gray and Tom Brady, his thing that he does. And, and Larry Fitzgerald is the second half hour. Apparently Brady's first half hour. He's second. And Brady had a, I mostly came away thinking, God, he's not going to be any good um, on TV just because not jargon. He just, he just didn't sound relatable. 
but I don't know if I was biased by Jim Gray because I don't think Jim Gray put him in a position to succeed either and was really a kind of a, a suck up with what was going on, even though they've been doing this for years. So the radio show, the serious show makes me worry a little bit. At least what I hear there doesn't feel like it would translate to TV. But people smarter than us with lots of money to give out apparently think he's going to be great because they offered him the gig. So, and, I, and again, we've had this conversation. Nobody's watching the game because Tom Brady's calling the game. Uh, that was I just don't know where the revenue is, right? They got to find other things for him to do to make that money back. I would much rather Tom Brady make informational films teaching me how to study film tape, which I know that that sounds not boring at all, but like, <laughs> you know, I think that would be, that would be much more better used than Tom Brady really talking about football for three hours on end on a Saturday or Sunday. There you go. Okay. Um, Speaking of football, you you did you watch all of the Pro Bowl? No, because I stopped in the middle to watch Penn State basketball lose, but it was still going on when I came back after the basketball game. So uh, I did not. I only watched quite literally the first five minutes of the Pro Bowl, and then I was like, okay, we we were also at a brewery, so I was like, ah, let's leave. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't like that weird camera angle that they were showing, like at least on the ESPN feed. Like I would rather just watch the traditional camera angle or maybe put the, some cameras on the guys or zoom it in a little bit um it's a much better product than the normal pro bowl though i think i, yeah. I was more entertained right i think it's more entertaining i think you can see the guys faces i mean there's no helmets on them not that that's whatever but you can see the guys faces the manning brothers are compelling tv i mean they just mm-hmm. were i mean the most competitive person and the most angry person about the loss was clearly peyton manning that he lost to his brother like he was just, you could feel it. You could see it. It was great. You could see like pregame, like they showed that they did the whole anthem thing and they showed the like, like the, the, the cinematic anthem that they, they do before yep. every big football game. And like Peyton and Eli looked like really locked in. Like they were not there to screw around. Like I, I wonder how many F-bombs were actually said type thing. Yeah, they, they, they were interested um credit credit to Peyton I think he was part of the per- that came up with you know the other weird ass games and, and supplemental things that were kind of like the old superstars and team challenges and whatever else but you got ways to get guys engaged that were fun and different and you know then you had the three little mini games that were fine um apparently Miles Garrett got hurt sprained a toe somewhere along or dislocated a toe so it's still you can get injured apparently um but yeah I, I'll be interested I haven't seen ratings anywhere yet or even quick numbers yeah, I don't think they're out. But, yet, it, but it was watchable. It was relatable. I mean, the whole live microphone stuff, I mean, they probably could have had a few less. I mean, I don't need to hear them getting bleeped out. Just, I mean, I know it happens, but, and that's just where we're going. But, no. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think it was okay. I think I, I think it'll be back the way it was. The players apparently liked it. And it was in Vegas. Or... I'm sure they love that. One thumb up, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the official Steve Sample rating. You heard it here first. All right. You ready to do Super Bowl stuff? Yep. All right. I've got I've got a, a list of, of things I want to talk about. We're gonna talk about we're gonna have a little mini episode within the episode. Uh we'll talk about the media aspect. Um game is on Fox. Um we've got to touch on the commercials. We will then talk about the game and then we will do our favorite segment of the year which is we will run through the core prop bets um, and discuss those. 
All right. The media aspect. The game is on Fox. I think the big news that I am most excited about, you can most likely, pretty sure, what I saw in this article said you can watch the game in 4K. I knew um, that was going to be your big thing. So that is what I am most excited about. Although I don't know if I will watch the game in 4K because I'm worried about the commercials being weird. Um, also, the, there's for as much as there's a lag now between when it happens to when we see it on TV, there is even a more deeper, longer lag from TV to 4K. Um, it's okay. it's almost like a solid minute behind, and it's it's too much of a sporting event that I want to be involved in. Um, do you? Do you expect any sort of innovation, anything new for the Super Bowl? Or are you just like, give me a football game and and that's that's all I want? Sometimes I, I but they just did their score bug recently, right? So they're not gonna try out something new there. And you're the, uh, the you like those we might those kind due. of changes. We might be due. Uh, well then may I don't need it. I just need them to do a football game and do it clean. Um and, and and I think those two, I think Burkhardt and Olsen are good. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they try to try any bells and whistles. Well, I guess they'll both the sideline reporters, one on each sideline. No, I just need a football game. Um, but I, that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean they won't give me something unusual or different. Um, going back to Greg Olson and, and Kevin Burkhart, this is really, I guess Burkhart did the World Series, but this is really his first foray into a, the vast majority of televisions um, in, in this country. Do you, I think he's very good at his job. Don't get me wrong there. Do you feel that he can live up to the hype of the Super Bowl? Oh, do, do you think he can live up to the hype of the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I think, the football fans, the 45 million people that watched the most recent game are, are hardcore football fans. The other 45 or so that are going to watch this game aren't there for him. And as long as he doesn't screw it up, I mean, there'd be one or two people who say, oh, where's whatever voice they expect to be doing this game? And there will be some people whose only football game is the Super Bowl. And they'll be like, where is this voice or that person? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I think he's had... I think he's had bigger moments to him, probably, perhaps as a player, or at least felt more pressure than he will during the game, perhaps as a broadcast broadcaster. But yeah, I think he'll be fine. Okay. Um, that's all it, it, it for media stuff. I didn't have a ton of stuff. I didn't. I didn't think there, that was really the only big storyline I want to talk about. I think the other storyline I do, I do want to ask, going back to Tom Brady though, and I've seen like bets and jokes and. Do you think he's going to show up somewhere along the way? I think they said not, or, but it, it okay. wouldn't. I think they said that he wasn't going to be part of the broadcast. So I'm going to go with no. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I, I, it's kind of let, uh, let the game have its moment. We don't need Tom Brady. Like, like we've had enough Super Bowls with Tom Brady over the last 20 years. We're good with this one, not including Tom right. Brady. And he may just be, maybe he is, this is like, hey, I'm done. I'm done. So we'll see. Um, okay. There was one other thing that I forgot to ask in there. The Super Bowl halftime show. Steve, are you excited for the Super Bowl halftime show this year? No, I'm really not. No. It's it's uh, some female singer, right? Wow, you don't even you don't even know who's performing in the halftime show. You're gonna tell me who it is, and I know I've seen the commercials, but no, I'm not 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Grant, remember we talked about the Grammys just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you wish they would go back to? Let me let me ask you this, Boomer. Do you wish they'd go back to the old rock acts? I don't know who it would be. Right, like I think they, they did all the like ones that you could pretty much do at this point. They've right? run them all. I mean, the only thing you could, the only thing you could do that a TV audience would watch, perhaps, and he's done enough stuff that maybe they wouldn't, is is Garth Brooks, right? Like I'm trying to think of superstars that draw numbers and what and people watch, but that's really old. Like I that's, wonder, you know, I I wonder if when Nashville builds its new stadium and they get a Super Bowl, if he is the the halftime show guy because you have to it's kind of like how last year you're doing a super bowl in la at a new stadium you have to have snoop um so like would you have to have garth brooks in nashville when nashville has a super bowl whoever's relevant will be the person who's there whether that's whether it's him or luke combs what might not be him that might be somebody else i don't know if luke combs doesn't doesn't seem like an entertainer to me no no just kind of no. seems like a guy that gets up there and, sings sings. and drinks a beer yep. um okay um so you are not excited. I am not as excited as I was last year because I was very excited for last year's. I, I, this isn't probably even top 10 excitement level of Super Bowl halftime shows for me. I am very, I'm more intrigued. I'm very much like the Lady Gaga halftime show, which okay. was like, what is she going to do with this moment? And I think the right. same same vibe here with from Rihanna. Well, I didn't know like what the, the thing is. This is her first live performance in however many years or something like that. Somebody said, yeah, she like kind of well, she she was pregnant and but, so there was that, and she kind of went and just kind of hid for a little bit during like COVID and a little bit prior to COVID. She apparently there's this like internet joke that she's working on a like 350 song dance hall, um, Jamaican dance hall album that maybe that's why she's been, which wow. I guess she's going on tour this year. Um, if you're know, gonna I, come back on tour, this is the right way to kick it off, right? This makes you yeah, relevant. This no. does whatever. Yeah, I um, think that's my big thing. Like, you have to like you have to be that tier of superstar, which I get. Apparently, you don't know who it is, but like, I still think we're we're gonna get a Taylor Swift Super Bowl halftime show sooner rather than later. We right. already and, have Beyonce. Right. Well, and the other one who who isn't this tier for you and isn't is is I know it's old guy music now, right? But she's on tour this summer, and this would have been would have been Pink, right? Who did. Who did NFL, did Monday night football games for a while, but probably not big enough to be in that level, but would put on a hell of a show. Like that's the thing. Do you want a hell of a show or do you, you want you you have fun with that argument, Steve? You know how I feel about pink. I know you think it's I know fun. how you feel about pink. You have fun about fun with that argument. Because I'm it's a new halftime sponsor this year, too. That's probably the first in a decade since Pepsi has been on all those years. I don't even know who yeah, it is, but it's not Pepsi. E Trade or somebody else? No, it's it's Apple. Apple Music. Oh, okay. Um, this I think this is the first one since Bridgestone, which was like the last. Been, they were the it's last been a while, one. yeah. Um, so, and that's one yes. of the reasons why Taylor Swift can't do it. All right. Speaking of the corporate partners, um, let me ask you this. This is my Super Bowl commercials question. We'll recap all of the commercials or most of the good commercials. Um, my commercials question: Is there anything that has been more sacred that's been ruined in this? modern society than the releasing of super bowl commercials before the super bowl like or no i, I get you and i think you're right okay i think you're right and i think i guess what's interesting to me is yes the internet's ruined them people want to sneak them out try to get some viral stuff out of them add some stuff do whatever you know m&ms all the there's just so many um what i don't understand afterward is why 
Super Bowl commercials only get a livelihood of about a month. Like if you've invested that much and they're that good, why don't they show up again on the Academy Awards or the Final Four or something if they're that I good? I don't know. We could, we, you know what? You know what we should do, Steve? We should start our own marketing agency that only does Super Bowl commercials, but uh, that's our whole trend-setting pitch that's different, you and I. We need to get we need to get a Super Bowl. I know I don't know if we can get them this soon. A Super Bowl ad creator. I bet you we can't get them for next week, but for maybe for that question, he'd be a good podcast guest too. All right, I'll, I'll tell, we'll you talk know about people. That. You know people. Penn right. Staters, man. We got and we forgot to mention the Penn State guy directing the broadcast. So Rich right. Russo's back, former podcast guest, <laughs> directing the, the broadcast Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, okay. Um, let's discuss the game. Here's my take on the game. I've been, I, first off, I think this is the, the the best Super Bowl matchup we, probably the best Super Bowl matchup we've had, in, in, at least in terms of excitement level for me, out in quite a while outside of, you know, maybe the Steelers being in it, which was a long time ago now. Um, so this is the most interested I am in a Super Bowl matchup. I think this is kind of a new era. You know, Tom Brady's retired, and you've got. Patrick Mahomes coming back for what his third Super Bowl now, and you've got Jalen Hurts in his first Super Bowl. Um, I, I, all of that being said, I'm very anxious that we're not going to get a good game. Like this has this has not necessarily blowout, but like 34, 10 score kind of written all over it. With the Eagles winning, yes, correct. Yeah, that is that, yeah. that's my take. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it, I think it, it's compelling. It's got great storylines, right? From Coach Andy Reid to the, the Kelsey brothers to the quarterbacks to to whatever. But Philadelphia looks like a very good football team. I'm so happy for them. I'm not, I can't. I wish I could say I was happy for their fans, but I'm happy for the football team. Um, and it does have the potential to be a lopsided game, I think. They very much like how it happens in the Stanley cup playoffs. They just kind of seem like they put the pieces together at the right time. And, and everything is, has just been building and building and building. Whereas, and I, I just, I think the Patrick Mahomes injury stuff is probably a bigger deal that like, we're going to find out a week or two from now, like his ankle was actually completely toast and, and it's a miracle that he's playing football right now. Um, I I also selfishly want to see Miles Sanders win a Super Bowl just because I think that's a great story. Um, I think it's a fascinating story from the standpoint of his his, you know, uh, epitaph has always been, you know, played was was Saquon Barkley's backup in college. And like now he can go do something for himself. I think it is interesting to me. Um the Eagles defense is scary good. Um yep. And I think, again, going back to the offensive side of the ball with the Eagles, that the fact that, that Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders really are like the core nucleus of that offense, they're going to be in a very good shape for quite a while, especially if they can keep Miles Sanders around for more than a while. Yeah, and the Chiefs industry, I mean, along with Mahomes' injury, the Chiefs' injuries at other places seem like they're going to limit them on Sunday, and I just I think the Eagles are the better team. So it'd be nice if it was a close competitive game, but it does have the makings of 
of being lopsided. Maybe not lopsided early, maybe not lopsided right away, but it may get there. All right. Are you ready, Steve? Yes, sir. Prop bets. Prop bets. All right. I I did a quick Google search earlier today. Uh, we went with Sports Illustrated because they had like the most comprehensive, most even ones. Do have a spreadsheet? I will probably share it with you, and then we can track. Uh, we're going to us. Is it going to be heads or tails? Tails. That would also be my answer. Um, who will win the coin toss? That is the next question. Chiefs. Oh, I think the Eagles are going to win the coin toss as well. I forget what the what the um like what what's the when you win the coin toss? I forget what that stat is. Chiefs and Eagles. Oops. All right. Next one, the anthem. Who? It's a country dude. Is it Luke Combs doing the anthem? Who's doing the anthem? Uh, it's. Uh, is it Luke? Is it? It's either home him or state. I think it's Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Okay. Um, over. Yeah, I was gonna say that's gonna be way over <laughs> for me, and I. Barely <laughs> when I saw that he was named, the first thing I thought was anthem over. Yeah, because every song that I've ever heard from him, which isn't many, but they're all very long, or he's got a very long, drawn out, boomy. Or it still that, should be over. Yes, yeah. I'm, I, I, that's another one I don't get, but whatever. Uh, all right, next question. This is a fun one. Will any scoring drive be shorter than the anthem? Yes. Yeah, I think there's going to be a big play. So we both. Okay. All right. First commercial to play Doritos or M&Ms? Of those two? Yeah. Doritos. I'm going to go with M&Ms. Feels like I'm in because so much of M&M's has been out already. I feel like they've been, they're just spending a lot of money. Okay. All right. The, this is a good one. The over under of the Jersey, the first Jersey to score a touchdown. It's set at 11 and a half. So the number of the person wearing the Jersey to score the first touchdown? Is that correct, what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. Under. under? Wait. Yeah, why not? Under. All right. I was going over because I think Miles Sanders is going to do it. Yeah, this is a very, very So Maybe Jalen Hurts runs and does something. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, let's skip that one. All right, Steve. Here's your, here's your real trivia question. What will be Rihanna's first song? I'm going to give you some songs. I know you've heard most of these songs. Okay. You've definitely heard them at some point at a Penn State basketball or football or on pop radio. Don't stop the music. Diamonds. What's my name? Stay. Umbrella. We found love. Or where have you been? What's my name? What's my name? That's 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 a good one. Um, I feel like Umbrella is going to be the last song. Certainly not going to be the first. I think it's going to be We Found Love. Although We Found Love kind of has like a get the kids choir out out type vibe to it. <laughs> so I, I get bonus points if, if I call that, call that one correctly. Uh, the color of Rihanna's first outfit. Red. Red, he says. 
I'm going to go with a, a silver or gray. That is one of the options. Was red, red even an option? Yes. Yeah, red's okay. at 800 and silver and gray is at 600. Uh, black is the favorite at uh, 125. Okay. All right. If Post she game. has people, why don't they make this bet and make some money? Like what prevents people from doing that? Like but why don't her people make a bet? I have a story about that. Um, I'm not going to share that story on air because I don't know if I'm allowed to share that story on air. <laughs> okay. I, I have a story related to prop bets um, regarding that. So I will remind me to tell you about that one after the podcast. Okay. Um, Gatorade shower. What color of Gatorade? Traditional orange. Normal. Oh, yeah. orange? Orange. Orange. Oh. Oh. orange. Yeah, not, not yellow. The orange. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be blue. Like it's, and that's more so just because who doesn't love blue Gatorade? I love blue Gatorade. Um, <laughs> will there be a proposal after the game? Like one of the players no. proposed? No. I'm saying yes. I'm sure somebody's going to engage. All right. And then who will the Super Bowl MVP thank first in their speech? They're going to thank God for their faith. They're going to thank their, their okay. maker. That's, there you go. I think it, I think it's gonna be city. Like I feel like shout out like somebody's be like shout out Philly. That's a good question. That's a good shot. Maybe shout out Meek Mill. That that could that could probably come in there. Do you know who Meek Mill is? No. Oh, yeah, I've heard yes, I do. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh and the last one. Who do you think's gonna win, Steve? I think the Eagles are gonna win. Yes, I also think the Eagles are gonna win. Um, close one or overwhelming? They're gonna win by at least eleven. At least 11. Okay. Steve says plus 11. I haven't seen the latest spread. I think it was like, was plus two when I saw it last. But oh, wow. Was... Look at me. Wait, wait, wait. Being really positive for the Eagles fan, but yes. Plus 11. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Eagles and I'm going to say like plus, plus what I say earlier, plus like 16. I think it's going to just be under. I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah, it's like one and a half right now. Look at look at us being whatever. We'll see. Optimistic. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's our Super Bowl. Um, speaking of bulls, I think you want to talk about bull cuts. Oh, that was well played. Look at you. That was that was a winner. Well, no, I just have a question. Okay. When you go to get your haircut, do you what what do you tell them? Do you know what to tell them to ensure consistent whatever so i have found a person i i am now loyal to a person i that's okay because we're like i'm gonna live here for at least another five years probably here in frederick i want to find a person and i finally found her her name is Yi. she works at uh the hair cuttery uh here in frederick she's the sweetest person i don't even have to tell her but she, when i do have to tell her but i don't even have to tell her at this point it's a two on the sides and then she just kind of cleans up the top just kind of with the scissors so when i go and i'm it, it just hit me today because i did the math like I, I shouldn't have to do the math i'm like 54 years old right when i when i go to get a haircut like, like what do you want i'm like well use the biggest one you got on the back bring it up when over you, the ears when you say biggest biggest one you mean like 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 a, a deepest or do you just like want a little bit off i just want a little bit and that's okay. meant the same to everybody except the person to i went to last week Okay, is that why it's a little shorter today? So in, 
who interpreted that as taking the most off. That's what I would have heard. Apparently he did think that too. So as uh, so he's back there, I'm feeling a lot more metal back there than I usually feel. I'm like, oh shit. I'm gonna look like some floppy haired. He's gonna leave and, and and what happens is it gets poofy like at the sides of my head, like once it grows out. So it looks okay once it's washed and it, you know it looks good. Yeah. Parted. Looks, you look younger. But what's gonna happen is in like three weeks, the top's gonna be really long because it didn't get cut shorter and the back's gonna be like I have a theory you know. about this. My conspiracy theory is that haircut places do this to you so that you go get a haircut more often. That's what I'm saying. That's, I, that is my theory. And I had, I had, I've been, I'm not super loyal. Like this place by, by um, Wegmans is probably the, the most cost effective place to get a haircut in town. It's easy. I don't need an appointment. It's actually a barbershop. You sit your way. The occasional Penn State athlete wanders through, the occasional old guy from town. So it's not bad, but like you just never knew who you're going to get. Um, although some guy was like, no, you go, you go, until he got like the owner lady, which I didn't know you could play that game. Oh, so, yeah. No, well, I did, but I guess I didn't know. There's two big rooms, right? Like if I could have played that game and gotten the one woman who I've had before who was good downtown. So we'll see. I will now know. So what's the biggest? what's the biggest size of the Clippers? Is it a six? I think mine go all the way up to seven. Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know that because I just I'm like because I have I, get, I have a set of clippers because I used to just do it myself. Okay, because it was a waste of money. Right. Because if I just get it all gone, but I have I have offered to empower the, the home potential cutter to do that. I'm like, I'll get you clippers and you can do this. And I have been she has refused to take me up on that offer. So the haircuts that I have gotten for my wife haven't been bad. Um. But, and this is no offense to her, but you can tell why those people go to school for a little bit of time <laughs> and other people don't. Like, okay. So there I, we go. Yeah. I need to know my numbers. I need to be better. There you go. No, that was I it. A, yeah. Used to just do a one, but that was too, like, it was because it, it looked too bald. Now I yeah, ones, ooh, that would be scary. Yeah. Uh, no, now I do it too. All right. Um, That was a good podcast. It was a good, good successful podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, we'll probably talk to you next week after the Super Bowl. Um, in the meantime, you've just listened to this podcast. Um, please give it five stars, thumbs up. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we've got an email at stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com. And um, I've got a Twitter handle. It's at stuff summer says Steve's got one. It's at Steve Samsel. And other than that, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday food. I am excited. We're having wings. I'm doing wings. What are you doing? Do you know? I haven't decided yet. I made the mistake of asking if we were having anybody over, and now we're having people over. Oh, okay. So I've got to figure that out. Godspeed. Wings would be good. Okay. Good luck. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.